Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolf. This week, we're joined by some outstanding educators, the 23-24 North Carolina Regional Principals of the Year and the 23-24 State Principal of the Year. They've been recognized for their strong leadership and commitment to student success, and today they'll share some insights on how they're striving to lead positive learning environments, and they'll also share some words of wisdom. We are so pleased today to be joined by our Wells Fargo State Principal of the Year, Donna Bledsoe, from Cedar Ridge Elementary School in Surrey County Schools. We are also joined by several of our Regional Principals of the Year, Ashley Falkenberry from Trent Park Elementary in Craven County Schools, Rafika Cobb from Ira B. Jones Elementary School in Asheville City Schools, TJ Worrell from the Northeast Academy for Aerospace and Advanced Technologies in Elizabeth City, Tanya Williams, who is now the Executive Director of the West Learning Community for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and previously from Concord Middle School in Cabarrus County Schools, and Jim Butler from Richmond Senior High School in Richmond County Schools. Welcome to all of you. We'd love to dive right in um, to talk a little bit about um, the school year and where we are. So um, we'd love first to hear a little bit, we're halfway through the school year, and what are some of the challenges and or the opportunities you're seeing this school year? And Donna, I'd love to start with you. As an elementary principal, I'll continue to say that I believe our greatest opportunity is coming with our literacy work from letters. Um, I think we're seeing great gains for that. And the opportunities that we have right now are to take that momentum and that great foundational work and move it into a mathematics so that we are um, building teachers capacity at the foundational level to move forward in both of those academic subjects in the best interest of students. Tanya, what about you? I'm currently in a different role right now, and I have an opportunity to work with principals from pre-K to high school. Um, so I'm very fortunate and able to see wonderful things happening all along that spectrum here in, in um, Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools now. Um, so I would say at the high school level, I'm seeing a lot of wonderful things run portrait of the graduate, right? Um, there's, there is a lot of great opportunities for students um, even starting in middle school, thinking about what they want to do with their career, um, either enlisting, going into you know collegiate level, or what they want to do as a, a career a career pathway. Um, and I think that is really exciting work because it's definitely engaging kids earlier um, and keeping them invested in school. So I think that is something very exciting to see and see the many opportunities that are out there for students to have a, a, path, a pathway forward. Rafika, I'm curious to hear um, your perspective also coming from an elementary school. I would agree with what Donna has said regarding the letters work. Um, our teachers in our district and at my school are doing, I think, an amazing job of using more evidence-based um, strategies and resources to teach reading. I do think that's due to what they are learning from the letters training that they are doing. And they are in real time applying their new knowledge. And we are therefore in real time seeing the impact that it's having on our students' growth and reading. And I am seeing more teachers be, they are very, very serious about the planning 
that they are doing, the instructional planning that they're doing for students, the instructional plans they're making for, you know, if they, if they don't have um, a concept yet, then how do they switch things around so that students are learning and growing more quickly? Um, there's a lot of standard-based planning that's happening in my school, and I'm seeing that across the district as well from talking to other principals. And I think our students, because of that, are having a lot of academic growth. Wonderful. And Ashley, I'd love to hear from you before I, we turn to our high school principals who are with us today as well. So we have a little bit of a unique situation. Um, it's an op opportunity, but it's also a challenge. Um, we host um, about 30% of our school is um, our MLs, our multi-language learners. And we have had an influx of newcomers. So that means the first year in the country. We are probably, we've had seven enroll since Christmas. And I know in February, they're slated to have another nine students enroll. Um, and these are, we host um, interfaith ministries here in Craven County, and um, they bring over um, the refugee population. And so we have such a unique opportunity to couple all of the literacy, um, professional learning that we've done throughout the year, and some of um, our PSYOP, um, which is, you know, geared towards some instructional methods for some of our students. Um, so we have some different learning opportunities, but very unique to our area. Um, and so we're very excited. Um, and we have a very global community um, in our school. We right now host um, 22 different birth nations and about 16 different languages. So um, we're really, really utilizing that literacy work to um, to make sure that um, th they're having a, a great impact on language acquisition for our new students coming in. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love to turn our attention to TJ and Jim, um, both who also work with high school students um, and bring lots of experience to this work. So what opportunities and challenges are you seeing? And TJ, I'll start with you. Thank you, Marianne. So, uh, you know, we have just uh, been diving into um, creating our own portrait of a graduate that aligns to uh, the work that our state superintendent has done and her team around uh, creating these uh, areas of competency. And, uh, you know, as a 512 school, we have the opportunity to really um, start at an early age of being able to evaluate and assess students based on those standards that we've kind of aligned to our own uh, portrait of a graduate so that we can, uh, our students, when they leave, they're prepared to uh, meet their goals and be able to meet the challenges that the world that they're going to be interfacing with once they leave us. So, you know, whether that's going down and working on the Coast Guard base here in town or uh, for a contractor or going to a, a college or university, uh, we really feel like this work around <clears throat> providing them um, growth uh, and feedback around these competencies is going to really prepare them to be successful and uh, help improve our, our 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 community. In Richmond County, we're kind of low socioeconomic uh, rural school, and one of our big issues has been the dropout rate and getting kids to graduate. And we've really had to switch our focus over the last four or five years and. Our big focus now is is changing what we're trying. We got to make ourselves relevant to keep kids from dropping out. It's not just for us about 
more events. We want to do those things, make them want to be here. But we are having to prove to kids that there's a reason they need to be here and to be relevant. So we really focused on our pathways, um, whether you're going to college, whether you're going to military, whether you're going to the workforce. And we talk about our school vision and mission is really all about how do we prepare you for what's next? That when we hand you your diploma, it should be the same as handing you a diploma and a resume that helps you with what you're going to be doing next. So we're trying to celebrate those different pathways. Like our JROTC is very active. Uh, we make sure they do lots of things. They're very visible. When they have a student that does uh, goes to the military or gets scholarships in the military, we have a signing day just like we do for athletes, and we make big hoopla for them. Uh, if you're going in the workforce, then we're making sure that we're giving you chances to get certified and get credentialed and many things and then internships follow that we have job fairs and we also have signing days and in our newsletters when kids get great jobs that they're going to directly out of high school if we don't find a way to make someone think there's a reason that question of why do i need to know this then we find out they're dropping out uh, and then preparing our college kids making sure they're doing more writing more things that they need to do to get prepared for what's next. And you know, so much of testing in high school, the accountability part is all focused on 10th grade, you know, with English two and biology and um, math three. So you've got to make sure that your 11th and 12th graders are doing something that's valuable and that they see a purpose in it. And that getting kids involved in fire academy or getting kids involved in um, horticulture or going to the right courses in college to keep them going in the direction they want to go. They're not doing things just for GPA points. Those are all the kind of things that we're trying to focus on to make ourselves relevant and bring our dropout rate down and you know get more kids graduated. You know, one of the things I think that we've learned a lot in recent years is if you have a child in a public school, you have the opportunity to be very aware of what's going on. And in general, satisfaction is very, very high for our, the parents who have students in our public schools. And yet we know how important our public schools are to the entire state, right, in all of our communities. So I'd love to give you an opportunity to share a, just a little bit about what you wish people knew about our public schools. Um, and what you know is really important that's happening there. For me, um, one of the biggest things that I want people to know is that public education is working at a higher level than probably ever before um, and being recognized for that. You heard all of these great K-12 looks at, at, at opportunities that are happening and our students are afforded more opportunities now in public education than we've seen with career and um, college pathway work, the portrait of a graduate. Um, I just believe in public education, and I believe that if families really knew or the public really knew how hard we are working to meet the needs of the whole child, it would be um, astonishing to them because it's so much different than it was when all of us were in school, um, especially high school. I will say um, the opportunities afforded to our high schoolers are just an abundance of things that I only wish I could have had um, when I was there. We'll continue this conversation after the break. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Participate Learning, uniting our world through global learning. Thank you. 
And Donna, um, I'd love to just ask you from a legislative perspective or a statewide perspective, are there some specific things that you hope that North Carolina does to support all this tremendous work we're hearing about today? One, I hope that we can look at um, principal compensation. Um, our current pay scale has wide swings in it. And so we're not looking for a raise. We're just looking for um, a little more stability in that. Um, I also hope that we can continue to support our teachers through the new teacher working conditions survey, um, the work that Jenny Korn and her team have done to make that a more effective and impactful survey um, that we can use the resources or the data as principals, as school leaders, district leaders, state leaders to really help our teachers will be um, vital. And we're excited to announce that for the first time, we will have a principal working condition survey, um, which will roll out in 2025. That will be specific to the principal and assistant principal. And so we're um, very proud of that work that will happen. Um, it is important that we build the principalship because we do pull the lever on 2,700 school communities um, to leverage that work. And so I think it's important that we we build up our principals in order to better build up our teachers and our student um, academic achievement. And then from there, I, I, I hope we continue the work of literacy. We look at um, possibly extending the Excellent Public Schools Act of 2021 from K-3 to a K-5 funded act, um, as well as continuing um, the math professional development that I hope will come. So there's lots of things out there, Marianne, right now, um, I think that are that are continuing to to move forward. But for me, um, I think the portrait of a graduate, college and career pathways, making sure that our math professional development is as strong as our literacy professional development, all of those are such important work. I don't mind addressing what I can what I see right now is a, a huge problem, right? Um, and I think pay is part of it. Um, the pipeline of of uh, people going into education in general. Um, I know everyone on the screen has uh, the, is feeling that in their buildings. Um, and we all know that how important it is to have a high quality educator in front of every student. And I think we can get high quality educators like um, Jim said, or TJ said, I can't remember which one about from other avenues. And we have a lot of lateral entry and we have new other pathways to get people into education. But if people and children, as a mama of kids in college, if they're going to school and they're paying tremendous amount of money for tuition, and then they want to go into education, and they're in debt so much that they can't afford to teach, and that's what they want to do, and those are the people we want, that's concerning. And I mean, I will just be very honest and I'm paying the tuition right now. And I understand it from, you know, both avenues as a principal, as a teacher, um, as someone who's very passionate about the growth of education in North Carolina, we've got to look at that. Um, it is expensive for any anyone to go to school right now. <laughs> um, and even our um, educators that are coming into the field second nature um, or second, you know, other avenues, they still, they're still exams they have to pay. There's still degrees that they have. I mean, there are loans that, that, that are out there that are paying for four years. So, you know, we have to think about if we want the best high quality instructor, which every research will say is how we make sure that our, our students are getting what they need. We've got to be able to compensate 
our educators <laughs> to be able, they can live and not have to work two and three jobs. And that is a real concern. And I think if, you know, talking to our co colleges, then we have a multitude of colleges in North Carolina, fabulous colleges. I think they will even say, and I think everyone on this screen has gone to many career fairs for recruitment. The numbers aren't there. The numbers are not there. And so it's concerning. And I think that we have to look at this as a urgent, this is an emergency, emergency type situation. And what are we gonna do to make sure that every student continues to have that high quality instructor? And, and yes, it, compensation is part of that. There's also a message that we send as a state and as a public school system. And I know that if you drive on my campus, if I don't mow the grass, and the grass is knee high, what I'm telling you is the school's not that important. If I don't get the floors clean, school's not that important. I think we mistakenly can send the same message. We talk about education being the most important thing in the world at all levels. Every legislator will run as an education supporter, of course, and nobody's anti-education. But then the message we send is a little bit differently. And over the years, I used to be able to talk with teachers during the application or interview process and you might not be the same on salary, but when you added in this benefit and then insurance and then teacher tenure and these things that were put in there and the opportunity for advancement and advanced degrees and be paid on that, over the years, we've chipped that away. We, we started taking away master's pay. We started taking away tenure. We took health insurance. Now there's a cost and that's gone up. All these little things we keep saying, it's important, important, important. But then our actions are to cut away those things that were the equalizers when we didn't maybe have the same salary. So I think we got to be careful. We're not just keeping kids from our kids. They're all kids to me. Keeping them from having the opportunity to make the money they should. We're also sending a message that education is not as important if we don't back it up with actions. Wonderful. And TJ and Rafika, I'm curious to hear from you. What do you think we need to do as a state to really support our education system, but also support our current educators and future educators? TJ? There's a great opportunity to, you know, we've done a, a much better job over the last recent years recognizing the hard work that our educators do. And uh, just to continue with that, um, more than just from a, a financial standpoint of you know, try to, you know, yes, salaries are important, but um, I think our families, our communities, not just the Department of Public Instruction or our General Assembly, but if they could just celebrate our educators and the work that, and the responsibility that is placed on them and, and recognize the um, brevity of the work that goes on inside a school by an educator every day, um, that would be, you know, a huge um, lift um, of the spirits of our educators. Um, they come in to a very thankless job from time to time. And um, our educators, not just in my school, but all the schools that I've been in, um, you know, some of these fine people here are with us today, um, their schools, they have great educators that um, they come in and they do their job and they help students grow every day and prepare them for the real world. And um, if the community could just embrace them and, and lift them up and celebrate them, um, I think that would do great things, you know, not only to um, make our current educators feel good, but just honor the profession and help the profession grow. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I certainly echo those sentiments. I think the celebration part is, is, a, is a really important factor. You know, 
public schools are very diverse places to be. And I think that is where we harness a lot of our energy is just from the diversity that we tend to have around us. And I think the same is true for teachers. You know, having a more diverse group of teachers, I think is very important in our schools. And I believe if we celebrated teachers more and recognize just across the state, the, the level of work that they do and how important the work is that they do, they are literally growing our future. And yes, I do think teacher pay is important to increase that. But I think if we can just take a moment to say, hey, teachers, you're doing a really great job. You're doing an important job. And here are the different ways that we would like to recognize all that you are doing to ensure our future. Thank you so much for joining us. After the break, we'll hear what gives each of these principles hope. What gives me hope is, um, I think, like I said before, is that we have really started to roll the ball of investing into our our educators um, at such a deep level. And Donna mentioned a bunch of things that, you know, we have on the docket to continue with investing, um, which allows us to be creative and to spark all these different things that we can offer for our students. Um, and and really, in, in by doing so, you're investing in our future. What gives me hope is um, our students our students, seeing them come to school happy every day and ready to learn and being just open to new things um, and the love that they bring, the joy that they bring to our buildings each and every day. What brings me hope is um, it's a polit politically charged topic, but um, you know, school choice has really opened some doors, especially in our region for school not just charter schools, but charter schools and um, other PSUs to collaborate together. So the level of collaboration between edu uh, educational um, buildings and, and educators in our region, at least, has really increased. And um, that, that can only result in uh, great outcomes for our students. I think we're working harder at the business of getting better at education than we ever have. I started 34 years ago, and it was much more hand it off and hope for the best at the end of the year. I think we're investing more in professional development and learning techniques and strategies, supporting new teachers, giving kids opportunities. I think more is going into education than ever before. And I want everyone to take advantage of it professionally and as a student, but I certainly see that happening and changing over the time I've been in education. What gives me hope is that we are giving opportunities for our students and a variety of opportunities from that pre-K-12 experience, um, and as well as we are also giving opportunities for our teachers and our educators by giving them teacher leader pathways. So, you know, avenues within the building so they don't have to leave education in that classroom. They can extend their reach. I think those are great opportunities to keep ex excellent educators in the, in the, the profession, and I think we're doing a really good job at that. What gives me hope is, is just like everyone said, the great work that is happening in our public schools and that more and more folks are recognizing that we're able to tell our positive stories in public education and we are seeing um, gains from uh, the pandemic. Um, we're seeing the recovery 
gains in academics and really working to meet the needs of the whole child. So um, there's a lot of great things going on in North Carolina, and it gives me hope that we're going to continue to level that up on a positive trajectory. Thank you for taking time with us to learn and think about education. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.